They were not there at the beginning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, but they had heard from those who were in the small fishing town of Capernaum. When Jesus came from the wilderness, wild-eyed, healing, teaching, inviting some to follow, they had heard of Jesus gathering those first disciples on a hill, overlooking Capernaum, overlooking life in Rome's empire, with all its death and uncertainty all its grinding poverty. There Jesus gave words to his deeds and spoke of God's empire. Imagine, he said, a world where we honour the poor, the broken, those who have lost hope. How different would this world be? Imagine a world where the most important people are those who mourn, the humble, those who hunger and thirst for God's justice the pure in heart, the merciful, the peacemakers, those who are persecuted for the sake of God's justice. This is a world where all flourish, a community that gathers around all, where the common good is held as paramount, a world where the needs of the poor are met, where they are treated with honour and respect and given what they need to thrive. They had not been there when Jesus spoke of this world, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, but they had heard and seen it, lived out each day in Jesus, healing and freeing, teaching life. This is God's covenant to Israel fulfilled, God's promises lived out. And it was why they were here now, walking towards his tomb. They had been there as they left Bethany, walking down the Mount of Olives, shouting with the others, Hosanna, God save us, praise God, Hosanna, while others laid branches and clothes on the path. They had been there as they entered the shadow, through the gates into Jerusalem, engulfed by so many other pilgrims here for the great celebration, Passover, remembering God freeing God's people from slavery and oppression, Passover, that still held the hope that God would again act and free Judah from her oppressors today, Passover. There joyous hosannas lost in the noise as they climbed past the Roman fortress. No cheering here, just cold indifference surrounded by bemusement. They had trekked up into the deadly fear and loathing as the temple loomed on their path. That shadow never left. The threat grew darker. The sun dimmed. They were there on Friday when Jesus was stripped of his humanity and was nailed to that cross. The earth moved as he was wrapped tight in fear and hate, crushing him and all their hopes. While the men hid, they were there, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, 
suffering with the trauma of each moment. They were there when Jesus groaned out of the depths, Eli, Eli, Laba Sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? They were there when he cried out and breathed his last. They were there when Joseph was given permission and came to take him down, placing him in the tomb. And now they were here again, walking in the dark, bringing their grief and shock to where he lay. They have come to weep, to mourn their dead rabbi, their dead friend. They have come to weep, to grieve of all that died on that cross. Like Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, we too have suffered trauma over the last years. And at times we wonder with them how much more we can take. Today we are invited to weep with them, to bring all our trauma from recent times, all that causes us to grieve, and to join them at the tomb to weep, to mourn. Who or what do we weep for today? So here they are, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, at the tomb. In the gloom of dawn, the quiet is broken with angels and earthquakes. Soldiers are feared and quaking, stones rolling back to reveal a tomb not occupied and linen cloths that once held the dead tidily folded to one side. Jesus is not to be found here. God's life cannot be contained. As they stagger in the light and the quaking ground, they see the world anew. Everything changes. Everything begins again. The empire of God is all around. And they are here to witness it. Hope is reborn. Compassion renewed. Justice announced. Love reigns. With this empty tomb, the revolution begins. God is not defeated. The chains of death have been broken. The covenant with Israel holds. The promise with humanity stands. The powers that nailed him to that cross are rendered impotent. Death has been defeated. Its dance has finished. Its power is gone. The revolution begins. Resurrection begins. Begins in God. Such joy. Such expectation. Such fear. They run in obedience and tell the others, we have seen the Lord. In the midst of our fear and grief, how do we feel the earth move? What stones are rolled away for us? What powers of death are broken? As, God light, as God's life breaks free in us and for us, where do we meet the risen Christ? Where do we stand and where do we meet the empire of God? And how do we respond? So take a moment, either on your own or talking to your neighbour. What changes for you this Easter? And what people and places need God's resurrected life? this Easter.
And when you're ready, I invite you to take your paper, paper and pipe cleaner and to create a flower of life to place on our cross, which still contains the leaves we placed on it on Good Friday. But we will now drown those leaves out with the flowers of resurrected life. 